This week's episode, we have a partnership announcement, round six coverage, a spicy trade suggestion, and more coming right up. It's time for the Southeast Super League Podcast, the home of all things Super League. All things Super League. Hey guys, this is Mitch Creek from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You're listening to the Southeast Super League Podcast. Proudly sponsored by Horn Industrial Coatings. This is the Super League Podcast. I'm Dale Taylor, joined by Lucas Plaza, and we have a cracking round to discuss this week. This week's episode brought to you by Link Scott from Coronas. Buying or selling your home, do it with Link. Uh, shout out to Horn Industrial Coatings. Uh, hoping I get those boys out to do some work at my place uh, relatively soon, Lucas Plaza, uh, for a bit of a home basketball court. Whew, I can't wait for an invite. <laughs> this is i've seen pictures of the shed and the outdoor area and it's looking i'll tell you what i need to get on some of that auto barn wage my man because it looks fantastic <laughs> there's there's solid potential to to be a pretty cool place to hang out actually and uh i'm hoping with with horny's magic he can um he can sort of yeah transform the shed into a pretty cool place to hang out getting a bit of floor porn from the boys from horn i like it dt it's such I a like tongue a twister, but you, you nail it every time. That's one of my favourite uh, call-outs to our sponsors on our podcast, a- aside from one that we didn't run with once, where if you don't uh, sell with Coronas, you're a communist. <laughs> um, it's, it's, right, it's right up there. It's one of my, one of my all-time faves. How are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, going well, mate. I've, uh, I've had my hands full the last, uh, last couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, looking, looking forward to sort of getting back into some sort of routine with basketball and, um, yeah, just, just getting back out into the world. I sort of feel like I've been under house arrest almost. This is one of those, like, weird periods of the year. Like, we, I just got – we were talking before. I just got back from my uh, sort of family holiday for this summer. And it's probably two or three weeks later than I usually go. And I've, it's thrown me. It's thrown me. We're almost in February already and I feel like I'm still in holiday mode. Yeah. January just went flying past us. I, I don't know what happened. It's been hot. It's been fast. We've had some good basketball in the first few weeks. I'm relying. We already spoke about it, but I'm relying heavily on your take on this week's game because I didn't watch a fucking lick of basketball in the time I had off. <laughs> it, it should be a fun podcast then, because uh, I didn't see too much either. I was uh, I was all about just uh, getting home. But let's um, let's just touch on the uh, the new partner we, we've signed with uh, just recently so uh, Mike Godfrey has has a little um, company called uh, it's called be inspired digital agency so uh, they're helping us and, and everyone's probably already seen it already but um, they're helping us with our social media so they're getting getting our you know player of the week they're getting our team of the week up there and and just doing a number of fun things uh, on our on our Facebook page. So, um, yeah, it's already been really well received uh, from the from the playing group. So, um, looking forward to, to seeing what else they can do for us. And um, if anyone's if anyone's looking for that sort of thing for their business, uh, just reach out. We can put you in touch. It's uh, it's great to see. I said to Mikey when he he sort of messaged me and let him let me know he was coming on board because. Uh, obviously, I do a lot of the player of the week uh, voting in the polls and stuff like that, and and it's good to see guys like Mike and getting his business involved in the league. Obviously, we've got uh, a few involved with Horny and uh, Link Scott, and also Marty Sanchez's business uh, sponsoring or having some sort of 
to do with the league. And it, it's great to see how many we've got, uh, I guess, how many local businesses we actually do have in our league. It's not just uh, guys that work for the man. It's guys out there doing their own thing. Yeah, I, I love it, man. I reckon it's I reckon it's really cool. And uh, if anyone else, you know, wants to wants to get involved, just reach out. But um, yeah, we're super excited with with what Mike's been able to do. And uh, sorry, I shouldn't say Mike, but the the guys at Be Inspired Digital Agency. Um, super super excited to see what um, what the rest of the season holds with with uh, what they're going to come up with. Mate, the content that they've put out already is looks super professional. It looks fantastic, and it's the kind of things that our players and spectators want to see so looking forward to seeing more of it indeed well mate we've uh, we've got a, a big week of basketball um to get through so why don't we um why don't we jump straight into some games here so we'll start with our monday night comp uh first game was the hampton park blazers going down by 13 to the Marinol matadors 45 to 58 uh looks like Looks like a decent game of basketball. I mean, I, I must admit I didn't didn't catch this one, but um, if you have a look, Matt Darcy sort of he looked like he was steering the ship for the for the Matadors with six assists, um, eleven points, a double double. Oh, sorry, near near double double. Um, looks like Lee had a, a relatively quiet one, eight point six boards. Liam Blacker with thirteen rebounds, cracking uh, game from him. Mike Snyder's building on on what he's been uh, doing this season. So he had fourteen and six. Uh, Sean Woody Webster six points, thirteen rebounds, cracking outing from him. And uh, Big Benny Rhodes eleven points, eight boards. Uh, yeah, really, really solid outing from those boys. Mate, what a spread! What a spread! You know, you got your top scorer with fourteen, three blokes in double figures. So Trudy will be fan. He'll be sorry, very happy with uh, with that that win. Um, I I think am I correct in saying probably the Blazers are our last team without a dub? Is that correct? Uh, I think that might be right, mate. Yeah. So yeah, the, um, the so. Blazers the, look in that game they weren't too far away. Let's be honest; it's only thirteen points, and it, it could have gone uh, a number of different ways. But um, just a quick shout out before we move on to the the Blazers. Uh, I noticed Tristan Blacker there with four points, going one from ten. I did scold Mitch Gray the other week for going one from ten, so I think I need to do the same for Tristan Blacker. That is disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> All from the two point. Actually, no, sorry, he had one three point attempt. Oh yeah, nine from the two point. He does like a midi similar to yourself, DT. So that's very yeah. poor from Trudy. Hundred percent from the stripe, though. You can't knock that. Well, no. I mean, he's only had two cracks at it, but oh. it's uh, not a look. Uh, Again, I said it before, a great spread. I really like Benny Rhodes' game, 11 points, 8 rebounds. Um, you know, he, every game he plays in our league, he gets better. He he, uh, he gets better looks around the bucket. And obviously, he's played with Lee before, and I think Lee's going to find him a fair bit. I don't think Lee's – I haven't got the assist numbers here, but I'm not sure if Lee's had many assists. Uh, I can go back and have a squeeze. Let's... I'm having a quick gander now. Uh, he had four assists. So he's... Yeah, I reckon they've probably all gone to Benny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those two have got some good chemistry, mm. and um, and Lee's Lee's no stranger to being double teamed and having a lot of pressure put on him. So he, he often makes the right decision. So uh, very unselfish basketball player. Uh, we'll talk about the Blazers. Uh, they've had a shit night shooting. I think that's probably the difference in this game. Grimo one from nine, Pistol Pete one from eleven. Those two are much better shooters than uh, than those numbers sort of suggest. So, you know, you add 
two or three, three or four buckets from each of them for those. What is it? Twenty looks between them, and only two buckets have gone in. That's um, that's good insight there, actually, because that that's a you know game changing thing. You know, if if those two, you know, if they hit eight shots, it's you know it's a completely different ball game. So especially uh, for where they shoot them, you know, pistols are lights out shooter from the three point. He's gone none from nine. And Grimo's one from seven from the arc. Both boys that like to shoot the thirty footer, so it's interesting. If you if you want to have a look at a decent three point percentage, you have a look at Corey Nagel there at fifty six percent, five from nine, twenty two points, four rebounds. Uh, just an absolutely cracking game from him. It's, what a man! I froth him. Oh, froth same. Him. I tried to <laughs> when Grimo was um, was chatting about trades and I. Had, had a crack at getting him before we both realised that he was Monday only and pretty much all of my team are Tuesday only, so we couldn't do it. But <laughs> um, I, I can't wait for the day that I have this, this guy in uh, Dragon's Green or whatever colourway we're wearing that season because I'll be a very happy man. He's a fantastic basketballer. He's got a great IQ and he's a great teammate. So um, he's had a fantastic game, 22 points. He's had four rebounds. Um, I think there's some assists there as well. And it was enough to net him in the team of the week and a player of the week nomination. Yeah, for sure. Jack Morris Burney. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Having, yeah, that's that's a thing, isn't it? Well, uh, Rowan asked me in the chat. He's like, I didn't think losing teams got a nomination. I said, well, it's just that's the way it works. There's one nomination per game. Um, and usually the best player on the court plays for the winning team. But I didn't think so in this one. Yeah, common sense. I like it. Jack Morris Burney was uh, was another decent one. He almost had a double-double, 14 and 9 points. Um, yeah, like you say, the rest of the team really struggling shooting-wise. I'd love to see Tommy Daly get a few more shots up. Um, he's a he's a terrific basketball player. I don't know if he, he was in foul trouble or what, but um, looks like looks like he's got five fouls there against his name. So yeah, he I reckon fouled he's out. in 17 minutes too. Tommy stops macking blokes. Jesus. <laughs> All right, the uh, the next game, Lucas, was, uh, if I am correct, the Cadinia Crocs going down by just five to the Clyde Kittens, 45 to 50. The Crocs nearly stringing two in a row together. Well, the streak's over, mate. It's the longest streak they've had in two seasons. And it's just <laughs> uh, a shame, a shame. They're playing some better ball, obviously. They're playing the good basketball. They man. are, they are. They're playing some better ball with uh, with the moves they made a few weeks ago. Um, so there'll be more wins this season, no doubt. But um, going down to the Gormley brothers and the Kittens this week, uh, we'll talk about Dill Packer as well. He had 15 points. He shot extremely well, five from eight from the field, four from six from the three-point line. So he's had a, a fantastic Man. start. Second yep. game, I think. Did he play last week? I'm, I can't remember. Uh, I think so. Yeah, so showing a little bit about what he can do. Um other than that, you know, it was a pretty low-scoring game, this one, 45 to 50. So it's not like a massive, massive score, but they've got a good good spread again. Uh, Chrissy Lugman, the GM, eight points, four rebounds. Uh, Dave Gormley, eight points. He had six rebounds. He had a couple of steals as well. Um, and then uh, four points for Big Bojack, five points for Josh Jack, 11 rebounds for Big Bojack as well. Sorry, 12 rebounds. Uh, and Nath Gormley had 10 points and 15 rebounds and another double-double for him. Yeah, that's a cracking game. Three steals uh, so, as well. Sorry, three steals as well. So a really good defensive game from that. I was just checking out the assist numbers, and and Dave Gormley's had himself a night. He uh, so he had I think just eight points, a handful of rebounds, seven assists though. Um, oh, very nice. The old triple single. Yeah, like a yeah, really solid outing uh, from him. 
Uh, a real, Dray- real Draymond Green uh, stat line there. Yeah, doing a bit of everything. <laughs> For the Crocs, uh, we had a number of, oh, just a couple of guys in double figures, actually. That's uh, that's Dan Stowe with 10 points, 7 rebounds, and Joel Donnelly with 11 points and 9 rebounds. Um, Kyle Nagel was the next closest, along with uh, Sean Sirikowski uh, with 8 points and 8 boards. Um if I look at this, if I look at the stats here, mate, I'm, I'm looking at Snags after having such a big week last week, and he's just taken ten shots this week. I don't know, is that was the? Do you think that they sort of really clamped up on him? What was the? What do you reckon uh, happened there? I think. Well, we're both speculating because neither of us watched this game. <laughs> I would assume a defensive job. Um, I can see JD's had 19 looks. Uh, well, yeah, he didn't struggle but, to yeah. get a few off. Sammy Petit's had 13. Um, Stowe's had eight, Tembi's had seven, and Sierra's had seven as well. So there was looks spread out. Um, obviously, I've, maybe they've made a little bit of a note of distributing the looks a little bit more, but I'd assume there was a defensive job. I mean, if I'm playing the Crocs and I'm opting to probably go a box and one, I'm just sending someone to Kyle. That's, he's obviously going to run the ball for him. Um, JD, four from 19 from the field. Uh, there's going to be a game where this man just goes off, and I, I'm hoping to God it's not on a crossover week or finals or whatever when we play them, but he's going to light a team up soon, I reckon. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to wonder with Joel Donnelly. This bloke, <laughs> he, he, I froth him so much when I'm there, and then he, he just he has these three-pointers, he shoots me, turns around, he's waving and yahooing at the crowd, and it misses. <laughs> I Never changed, JD. I Never just, changed. <laughs> I just want him. I just want him to make me proud one game. If uh, it's one of those things, man, like he's obviously a, a highly skilled basketballer. He comes from a good pedigree. He's got good coaching behind him. Um, you wonder if it's just a case of, hey, man, go back to basics. You know, when you say down. he comes from a good pedigree, I, I, I assume you mean his brothers are good at basketball or his better. Mum, than his mum was a gun. I uh, had the immense pleasure of birthing our son, and she was our midwife. She told me all about her basketball career and how it eats shit all over JD's. Um, <laughs> shout out to Tan Donnelly, Tan, one, of the yeah, be- one of the best. <laughs> but obviously he comes from a family where ball is life, so kind of like the Lantings. Um, so he's had a lot of coaching. He's played a lot of high-level ball. But, yeah, I just think it, maybe it's one of those things with JD. It's like, hey, mate, go back to basics, pick your shots, maybe hit the lanes a little bit more and, and use your IQ because you've got it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm the first one to just give him shit, but he is a very good basketball player and an intelligent basketball player. Mm. Anyway, let's, uh, let's move on to the next game. The next game was the oh, – Jesus, how many tabs have I got open here? I've got so many open. <laughs> None of the hub either, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah. Fishing Tasmania at all? <laughs> oh, um, God. <laughs> kill your up, koalas. Uh, 53, Coraline Camels, 48. The Camels going down by just five points in another close game. Uh, what do you what do you dissect out of this one, Plozzi? Uh, I can see a tight, tight win for the Koalas. Um, Mikey Stewart's had himself a game on the losing end, but for the Koalas, it was Coop Lanting doing the damage, 23 points. He had seven rebounds. Cooper Rice, eight and 12. Uh, a couple of steals there for Cooper as well. The Sims four assassin, uh, Jakey Tuplin <laughs> four, <laughs> four and ten, uh, Mitch Todd Gray with six and five, and Riley Lanting, who I'm a big fan of uh, of Riley. I think he's probably the most handsome of the Lanting brothers. 
Uh, had nine points. He had three rebounds as well. So a good spread there for Mitchie's boys, but most of the damage on the young stud there from Coop. Good to uh, see Jordy White back, actually. Yeah, very good to see him. I mean, the shot didn't drop for him. It's probably a sign that he might have missed a bit of ball because we know what he can do. Uh, yeah, I think he did. Chops up. You need a bit of momentum, I think. Yeah, but, um, absolutely. But uh, good to see him on the court. He, he lodged some minutes too. They had a good spread of the minutes there. Coop, the only one playing the 40. Koala's um, do a good job of that, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mitch is great at it. a really good job at, mm. uh, at distributing the minutes, which is cool. Um, Mitch is great too from nine from the field. Marginally better than Tristan, but probably, you know, but you call yourself the assist king, Mitch. Maybe dish a few off. <laughs> uh, the, the Camels, they've had a... Um, I don't know, an interesting game here. They've obviously, Mikey Stewart has done a fair bit of the heavy lifting with a big double-double. He's had 21 and 11. Good to see. Good to see yeah. from him. That's a that's a good game from Mike. Absolutely. I, has he missed a little bit of ball too, Mikey? I want to say, I, I feel <laughs> just, like he Just on Thursdays, mate. He never rocks up anymore. <laughs> I, I, I reckon he might have missed a game or two of Super yeah, League might, as well. He but, might have. He's been, a, he's been a pretty busy lad. He's got some stuff on, so. Yeah. Um, the Badger, 6-11, and 11, um, a good rebounding night for the Badge, but he'd probably like to hit the scoreboard a little bit more. Uh, the Birdman, 7-6, and six, uh, Craig, is that Craig Walker? It is, yeah. It is Craig Walker, there you go. Oh, shoot, I clicked on a tab, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, Craig Walker had <laughs> 9 and 2, he had 3 steals as well, so... Yeah, an interesting night. The big fridge, uh, 21 minutes. He had five rebounds and did dick all other than that. He had four fouls, no points. Did not put a shot up. I did see one particularly interesting uh, highlight from this game, and that was uh, that was Riley Lanting crossing up brother Josh Lanting. Oh. Staring him down and then <laughs> airballing a three. Ah, that's wicked. It was just like the funniest thing ever to happen like wait which which brother crossed who up again sorry riley crosses josh up josh goes missing he's like he's literally at the door <laughs> and riley's just staring him down and then shoots the three and airballs the shit out of it it was did disgusting I, it was so I, I think so I saw so this bad highlight. i think i yeah. saw this highlight i think uh, i think joshy put it up on one of the feedback chats <laughs> It, it, looks like, it looks like Josh went out the back for a smoke and then <laughs> Riley, Riley's just, I don't know, the door was open, there was a breeze, and he airballed the shit out of it. It was gross. You can blame the breeze. Throw the grass up. Do a manual. <laughs> what's going on here? But no, looking back on the game, a good win for the Koalas. They continue their season. I reckon they've just had the one loss. They're rolling. Um, so, yeah, they're rolling. Yeah, so they're going to be looking forward to a uh, fairly, fairly good chance they'll be playing finals. So. They're coming together. Um, I think, if anything, you maybe want to pick probably a little bit more offensive output from a couple of the boys. Uh, Jakey Tuplin, you know, four points. He can he can have a bit more of an impact than that. And Jordy oh, he White's, can he can light it up actually. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Jordy White's when his shots are dropping too. He's a he's a double digit player, no dramas. So, um, a good win. I think probably lucky to get the win. I feel like if um, the the you know the Campbells have their way, they've probably got more than having five to ten looks in the post and. You know, having close to a double double, so I think, um, yeah, I think lucky to pinch that one. The the koalas. Yeah, I think if you, I, I actually look at the the camels and and think that they're a really quality side. So I think if you you come in and you can beat a quality side like that, you walk away pretty happy. Um, and I, I think the koalas would be with that. Absolutely, I want to shout out Lockie McGrath too. He's had. Uh, one from two field goal attempts. The bloke has not taken a shot since he lit me up in the semi-final last season. 
He, I don't know, he didn't log. He didn't log a lot of minutes either. I'm, I'm hoping there's. I'm hoping he wasn't injured or something like that. But I uh, might have to reach out and, and check on him. But everyone needs to be playing around 20 minutes. Lock it doesn't mean you sit yourself on the bench, mate. You need to play 20 minutes too. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Do better. Strict strict rules on the jams this season. <laughs> uh, the next game was uh, this was a this was an interesting one. It was the the Packenham Upper Unicorns going down to the Warrigal Chargers. 37 to 43, uh, and and if you, I don't know, this this was a bit of a surprise for me. I sort of looked at the the unicorns post trade, and they've dropped a couple since that uh, now. But I looked at them post trade and, and thought that they were just going to demolish every team. I want to. I'm going to call the the unicorns out, man. They're on a slide. They're on a big fucking slide. They're three losses now in a row. Um, and this season slips away pretty quick. If you don't win more games than you lose, you're not going to play finals. So they're, I reckon they're below that now. I reckon they're two and three. Yeah, and I was saying this to someone the other day, but uh, you know, and I said this to our, our team before our game on Tuesday. There's no easy wins in this league, and you know, you, you need to come and play every night. And and you can beat any team. You can be the, the worst team in the comp and beat the best team in the comp. Absolutely. It's just, it's it's such an interesting comp from that perspective. But this is where you need to be on your game every single week. Otherwise, yeah, you, you can pretty easily drop a game. And it's, I don't know. I, I look at their team, and I think you're going to be probably agreeing. And you look like there's this is a sixty to seventy point per game team easily, which in yeah. our league is pretty high. Is a pretty high scoring team, and to put up thirty seven. Uh, and have a full list too, by the way. It's not like they're missing players, you know. I think there's got to be uh, a bit of thought going in there. Um, I've, I did find an old post. I'm going to call out uh, Trent Castle Dine. He lipped off on a post probably four weeks ago, and he's lost every game since. So, you want to talk <laughs> a big game, big man? You're going to have to put up a bit more, which is stiff on Castle because he did break the rebound record <laughs> yeah. this week. Man breaks the, the all-time <laughs> Super League rebounding record and you have a stab at him on the yeah, pod. Yeah, I'm having a stab at him because I found the post. I've got photo evidence, mate. The uh, the Unicorns haven't won a game since. Um, look, don't uh, take anything away from the Chargers here. You know, they've got a very, very stacked list as well with, with uh, Dil Jank, who, in my opinion, is probably the best player in Super League at the moment, without a doubt. Um, and they've got Bailey Beck as well, who followed up his performance last week with 10 points, uh, five rebounds. Uh, they've got Brady Hermans, had six points and 11 rebounds, a good night on the defensive end. Uh, Dill, who I spoke about before, had 13 and eight. He had a shocking shooting night. He shot one from nine, but he did a lot of his damage from the three-point. Uh, nine from the, nine the shots free isn't enough. Yeah, no, it's not. But also yeah, when you're shooting, at ele- you're shooting at 11%, it's... He's he's one of those guys that when he's not feeling it, he he passes, and not just to get rid of the ball, but he he finds blokes in really good spots. So I reckon he's. He, I spoke to him in one of our old chats. He sunk his first one and then didn't get anywhere near it after that. But he did his damage from the charity stripe. He had ten from fourteen from there for thirteen points. Man, this is it's such a weird weird stat sheet to look at. You look at the mm. attempts, right? Okay, first of all, you look at the percentage. The unicorns they shot twenty three percent, the Chargers shot twenty six percent, but the the unicorns had sixty six looks, and the Chargers had forty three looks. That's twenty three more shots. Mate, the unicorns made four more buckets. They made fifteen buckets compared to eleven, and they've lost. I'm going to so have then, a look at. Why well, you, right. you you immediately look at the the free throw numbers yeah. then? All right, so yeah. there's your difference. 
Well, there's there's a, there's eight points right there. So, um, you know, the the unicorns went seven from eleven, and the charges went fifteen from twenty one. Indeed. So, who's had, who's he, has anyone had foul trouble for the the corns? Yeah, you got two bloke. You got Jakey Edwards and Jake Sutherland on four fouls each, and Jake's old man Chicken Kiel Sutherland on four fouls as well. Stop hitting blokes. You've sent him to the you've sent him to the line twenty one times, ten more times than you guys have gone to the line, and that's why you've lost this game. So, mate, I don't know. I think there's something wrong in Unicorn Land, mate. Curtis is going to have to pull out his jam powers and and get blokes to to pull their socks up because their season is slipping away. And in all honesty, they've got probably one of the most talented lists on the uh, in the comp. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm not sold on on that idea yet. I just think that perhaps the looks need to come, or maybe. Work for better quality looks. If I look at the percentages, you know, Jake Sutherland two from two from fifteen, John O'Lay five from fifteen, uh, and Trent four from thirteen. I just feel like, yeah, perhaps the looks that they're getting aren't the ones that they need to be getting. Yeah, it's. I don't. Well, look, you could be. You could be right. I look also look at Castle's numbers. There, he's had fifteen offensive rebounds. He's taken 13 shots and missed nine of them. I reckon he's rebounded every single one of those nine shots. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> um, actually, that could be a lie because he's taken five three-pointers and missed them all. So he might not have rebounded those ones. But anyway. Anyway, a bad night for the uh, for the Corns. Any, any week you're putting up only 37 points is is one that you probably want to forget about and, and rock up next week and get a dub. Yeah. All right, mate, we're going to take a quick break. We'll hear from our sponsors. We'll get straight into the uh, the trade of the week and the Tuesday coverage. Lincoln Scott at Coronas Real Estate, changing lives for the better. One Coronas, many solutions. Here to help with all your property needs, whether you're selling, buying or leasing your home in the southeast suburbs. Lincoln demonstrates exceptional diligence, drive, commitment with 15 years of experience selling local and living local. Thinking of selling? Contact Lincoln Scott at Coronas Real Estate today on 0423 486 285. All right, Plossy, we are back and we are here to talk trade of the week, hypothetical trade of the week. So, uh, this is this is a segment we've been doing a few weeks now. Um, this week it was uh, it was my turn to come up with something, and I've I've gone for a team or a couple of teams, um, one of which is sort of searching, and and the others yeah really rolling. So I've I've gone with Dave Morseman from the Camels. We're trading him out for Jordan White from the Koalas, uh, and there's there's reason. Behind my uh, my thinking here, I think the I think the camels really lack shooting. Uh, I think that you know putting a player like Jordan White in there will make life easier for uh, for the badge, make easier my life easier for the bigs inside as well. So you know you know yourself when when your outside guys aren't shooting well, you sort of get beaten up inside as well because people don't have to make it to the perimeter to defend it uh, honestly. Uh, so yeah, that that's my theory behind that. And then uh, I've, and Morseman heading over to the to the koalas that gives them just a bit of size. And I know that uh, I know that Morseman has pretty decent chemistry with Cooper Lansing and the Lansing boys. So I think um, 
I think that would work both ways. Don't mind it, mate. I like it. I know in the the one loss the koalas had, um, it was purely, probably purely on. I was a big margin, but it was purely on Coop getting in foul trouble and I think having a big body and an enforcer-type player in his lineup would help uh, with him not having to force the issue in games that aren't going their way. Um, also, I just don't think Dave's – I don't think Morse – we were speaking about it before. I don't think it's working in his current setup. He's not getting many looks on the inside. He's not um, He's not as damaging as he can be. So I think a move would probably be a good thing, and having that kick-out shooter works uh, works really well for the badge and um, and uh, and the – the camels there—they've got a kick-out option, um, and a you know a lights-out kick-out option too. That's going to force the defence to move. So I like it. I think it's a good one. There you go. I uh, shout out to Dave Morseman actually too. He's just bought himself a Tesla. I did see that—a Tesla, which is interesting because I've always wondered with cars like that whether a big old frame like my own would fit in there. And knowing that the big Davey's getting one, knows that the options there for me. They look like they've got a lot of headroom, I reckon, for a tall fella like yourself. Mate, they've got a 55-inch smart TV in the front of them. I don't know how they have space. <laughs> They're ridiculous cars, aren't they? Well, good, good on Davey. I'm, I'm, he's, uh, yeah, a new car's not something that uh, most people buy in their lives, and he's, he's gone out and bought one of the best. I want to know how long it's going to take him to hack the, the screen. Hmm. <laughs> So he can watch like NBA on the way, and you know, let the let the car do all the steering, or he can play <laughs> play World of Warcraft or something on the way here. Surely we're getting to an age where self driving cars are a thing, like are a proper thing, <laughs> like it has to be, because like the the these Tesla, like the smart, you can do the whole thing where you take your hand off the wheel and it'll parallel park for you and shit. It's weird. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of scary, man. I remember I think I watched a movie. It had Will Smith in there or something. He was driving a self-driving car, and then he crashed. And then I was like, "Robots trying to kill him." I feel like we're not far off it. <laughs> Is that iRobot? Uh, it's iRobot. Good movie, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Great movie. There we're digressing go. here. We've, we've gone on a bit of a tangent, but oh, uh, I don't mind. I don't mind. All right. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's talk Tuesday night games. First game was the Bayside Reapers getting up thirty nine giving the Dandy Ducks their first L of the season, 37. My man, you can talk about this one. This is the first game that either of us actually watched or participated in, so enjoy. The floor is yours. It was, uh, just to, to paint the picture, it was a very interesting um, very interesting game. Like I, I feel like we held the lead once in that game or the lead changed once in this game, and that was when we went ahead um, to to win. Um you know, for the for the most part, the the ducks were well and truly in control. Um, I feel like the the reapers were probably hanging our heads a bit. We were down and out, uh, feeling like nothing was going our way, and uh, we sort of we sort of stuck with it. And, and big credit to to guys like Eli Evans and and the Schnoz even for sort of just just sticking at it for the whole game. Um, unfortunately for Ash Beck, he. Um, he rolled his ankle in, I think it was the second or third quarter, uh, and he was he was having himself a game too. So he was just starting to get a, a fair bit of momentum. He'd made three from three field goals um, and was presenting himself as a, a fair bit of a problem. So um, I think for the Ducks to, to lose him um, after he's played just 12 minutes, it was it really sort of put the heat on the rest of the guys. Yeah, I look. I, I saw this on the stat sheet. I was keeping up to date with the stats while I was away, 
Um, and it's such a shame to see a player like Ash. Obviously, it's his first season in the comp, but um, he's he's been putting up some really good numbers. He's a big piece for the Ducks and to go down like that. Hopefully, it's not too serious and he's back on the court in a week or two or whatever it is. And yeah, it's it's never a sh- it's never good to have that happen. I, I guess I'll move on into the part the parts of the game that I can pick apart myself here. I can see the Ducks have got two blokes fouled out uh, in Big Trent Reefit and, and Katuziak. That's going to hurt when you finish with four blokes on the court at the end and you cough it up by two. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean that that last part probably happened within the last thirty seconds or something like that. It was. Um, mm. I think we were up by five at that point. Jono hit a three at the siren to bring that to within two. So, okay. Um, yeah, it was. I think. I think. Uh, I think Trent might have got teed up uh, at the end there, and Katusiak I think also got teed up. So it was just a. Yeah, it was a. It was a really competitive. Um, not chippy because all all the blokes, I think, for both teams really get along with each other really well and. Um, you know, we were we were both seen out in the car park having a couple of lemonades after, and um, I think everyone got a well got along well from that perspective. But it was just a very competitive game. A couple of naughty boys getting teed up. Uh, you never like to see that, but it is what it is. Uh, we're grown men playing a grown man's game. Um, the stats look all right, DT. You had yourself a pretty good game yourself. Thirteen points, three rebounds, uh, three steals as well, my man. Uh, struggled, struggled shooting the ball, if I'm honest. But um, look, the the shot felt really good. It just wasn't uh, wasn't going down. But I was lucky to have uh, lucky to have a low scoring game. Um, you know, and credit to the boys on our team who play defense, and that's uh, you know that's predominantly like Eli Evans, Horny, and and Schnoz, um, really sort of covering the the big load there and. Schnoz had himself a double double with ten points, fourteen rebounds. It was really good to see from him. I feel like he's starting to starting to break. He's been in a bit of a funk lately, and he's starting to break out with uh, you know that game there. He, he had himself a bit of a game. It was a, it was a grind. Every every possession was a grind. But um, Eli Evans had a massive and one towards the end to put us up. I think I think that might have been the go ahead. No, it was to bring us to within one point. I think and. Uh, all the guys just dug deep at, at at the very end of that game, and yeah, it was it was a it was a proud win. I like uh, I like Horny's game, six and six, uh, two from four from the field. Yeah, handy, very handy. Um, Davy Huang, one from eight from the field, so he'll be looking forward to to getting the ball in the bucket a little bit more next week. And Jaden O'Neill, zero from four. Yeah, I mean he he still got himself to the line a couple of times, I think, but um, yeah, it was just. One of those things, you know, we shot the ball less than 30% and so did the Ducks. Um, it was just a scrappy, um, probably defensive-minded game in a lot of ways. But, um, yeah, like I said, just happy to get away with the win. The Ducks, on the other hand, um, they didn't have anyone in double figures. Um, like I said, Jono hit that last three with a few seconds left. He finished with nine and five. Katusiak, uh, he only had seven shots and he, he was uh, it was nine points. Uh, with a couple of rebounds as well. Lewis Munoz, seven rebounds. Trent Reeford, 4.7 rebounds. Um, Lucas Armstrong, he had himself a, a nice little facial. Um, I remember I remember, <laughs> I remember getting facialized from him. I was about to say, was he giving it or receiving it? sounds like he was giving it to you. Yeah, yeah, mate. It's always on me. 
but uh, <laughs> you got a nice face too. It was a cracking shot. It was it was just sweet. Five points, three rebounds, uh, and Joey with uh, with three points and a rebound as well. Like I said, none of those guys really uh, were able to get it going from the field, apart from uh, Ashbeck, who was really looking like he was going to do some damage in this game. Like he hadn't missed a shot yet, and uh, he was being really aggressive and presenting presenting us with some big problems inside. So um, I really like the way the Ducks are put together. Yeah, I mean, the, look, they've proven so far to probably the be, um, have the best record in the comp up until this week. Um, and I think with, with Ash on the court, with Alex as well running that trans bucket, and Ash is surprisingly quick for a, you know, a pretty pretty big guy. He's not, obviously not a, a, an overly tall unit, but he's solid. He's built like a brick shit house. He's strong as an ox. So he gets up the court really well for a guy with that kind of build. Um, and Jono's shooting has been pretty good. Uh, he didn't have a bad night. He's, he's three from seven from the three-point line. You said he had one at the end. Um, but they're put together really well. I like Louis running the point. He um, he seems to be the, the floor general for this team. You know, he doesn't. He's never been a massive shot taker, uh, anyway. Well, he should be. He should. He is. Be. He's a much better shooter than um, than I think some of the people he passes to half the time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's again, like you said, seven rebounds. He only had the one point, but he only took three looks as well. So. No, I like the way they put together. They got big, uh, big Trent Reefer there too. One of the better offensive bigs in the comp, uh, and Joey, who's you know, when he's on, he, when he's on, he's on from the three-point line. He only shot one from eleven in this game, um, which was a bit of a, a poor night for him. But he, he's he's a much better baller than that. So, no, they're a good team. They're going to feature heavily in uh, in playoffs, and that's only I think only a month or two away. To be fair, yeah. Joey burnt the shit out of me towards the end of that game too. He just he just walked right by me. I don't know what I was doing. I was nowhere to be found. No high five. <laughs> no, no. What are you talking about? Like you oh, he burnt past you. Yeah, yeah. Just made it made it out as if I wasn't even there. It was insane. <laughs> anyway, next we move game. On. We, yeah, <laughs> next game. Philly Island Penguins, forty nine, defeating the Ringwood Rangers in another close one. Five points, forty nine to forty four. Um, if you if you're looking at this game, you've got to be pretty impressed by the the Rangers and what they're doing in the last sort of two or three games. Uh, I think, Plus. I think so. Um, I, personally, I, I reckon the 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 Penguins are probably the form team of the comp at the moment, with the Ducks faltering a little bit. They had a, a big win last week against my team, um, and they've had another good win here against the Rangers. The Rangers made a pretty good account of themselves. They um, only going down by five. Uh, I like the way Starkey's put his team together here and, and led by himself. He's had a, a massive double-double, 17 points, 21 rebounds, two blocks, uh, enough to earn himself a Player of the Week yeah. award uh, and, a, and a, a spot in our starting lineup in our Team of the Week as well. Uh, Dill Jack's been a great find for, for Starkey. He's, uh, he's had nine points, five rebounds. Um Jamie Franklin's had seven points. Jess Maudsley, 12 points in this one. He had eight rebounds as well. So Jess is starting to sort of creep in, creep back into the game with his uh, with his outside shooting. He's had 11 looks from the arc, which I think is about right. That's what you want this guy doing is taking his Yeah, I think so. Um, and he's, you know, he's shot at 36%. It's not bad, but he can shoot better than that. Link Scott, a, a bit of a quiet night by his standards, but it's still a, a, a productive one. He had four points. He had... Uh, five rebounds as well. So the the 
the Penguins, I think, have probably got one, uh, I think, up there with the Unicorns as one of the most uh, you know offensively based teams. I reckon they could put up between 60 and 70 points on a good night. Yeah, I think I think if you hold the the Penguins sub fifty, it's it's giving yourself a really good chance to win the game. So, you know, I think the Rangers they 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 had a red hot crack. Uh, they just they fell a couple of shots short. And um, if you look at their stat sheet, they only had two guys in double figures, and that's uh, that's Summit Tapper with thirteen points, four rebounds, and Nathan O'Brien with ten points, and I think about five assists. So. Um, you know, disappointed to see Liam McDonald not absolutely torch them from deep like he did last week. Uh, four points, 11 rebounds. Kelly Olenek, uh, mate. That's Kelly Olenek. It's a compliment. It's a compliment. It is. It is. Shit, I'd love to play like him. Anyway, Jay Burgess, eight points, six rebounds. Gav Trapnell with just the one basket. He had four, 14 points last week, uh, but he did have the 13 points. Uh, sorry, 13 rebounds and three blocks as well. So that's the Gav we know and love, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I'm sort of behind the Rangers. I, I hope they, um, I hope what they've done here is um, is going to string a few wins together, and I, I wouldn't mind betting that that they do. I think they do. I think they've um, they've done pretty well to to stretch the Penguins in this one. The Penguins, it's got to be worth noting, did only have five in the night as well. Um, so you know that that might flatter the scoreboard a little bit. I, I think, like I said, it's it's on the back of Starkey dominating, um, not only inside but also from range. He hit four three pointers from from twelve looks, so he's not afraid to shoot it from out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's look if you're the Rangers, you go okay. Look, we. We had chances to win this game. We didn't. We move on. And if you're the, the Penguins, I think you go, you know what? We probably pinch one here. We move on to next week. So, yeah, yep. I think, I think, look, I think um, Bailey's gonna, definitely going to string a few together there. Jordy Hendricks, um, two from nine. You know, he's a better baller than that, too, on the inside. Uh, Jay Bird said the eight points. And we already spoke about Gav, who can who can be a more of an offensive unit than, than what he put out in this game. So, yeah. Agree. Agree with all that, mate. The next game was our closest one of the round, and it was the Lakeside Vikings going down by just one point to the Emerald Bears, 50-51. to 51. What do you know about this one, mate? I'm waiting for my screen to load. <laughs> uh, so, well, if, if, I know it was a close game, right? So, um, Are you waiting look, for your screen to load as well? Or? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I've, I've got mine. three, I've six got assists. <laughs> Uh, he he also had three points and thirteen rebounds. So he he's impacting the game in a, in a lot of ways that sort of maybe don't show up on the scoreboard because he is a decent scorer. I think he just hasn't he's yet to find the bottom of the hole from deep. Yeah, uh, we all know what like Mikey as a three point shooter had damaging ears, but he's also a very high IQ player and he defends big players really well. Um, I know from playing Mikey in the past and. You feel like you've got a good matchup when you're sort of over that six foot two, six foot three height range. You think, fuck yeah, I've got a, a smaller player here, but he defends big players well. And I yep. think that's where his, his rebounding comes from. Um, I reckon this would be a couple of games now. He's had sort of north of 10 rebounds, so he's doing a great job there. He's not taking a lot of shots. Um, I think he's sort of drafted around not having to. He's got obviously Sav there. Um, you know, Jared Marshall's had 10 looks in this one. Uh, Lucas Thomas, 16 looks as well. So, 
they had the three blokes in in double figures in a pretty even spread. Um, they had yeah, so Lucas Thomas three blokes on twelve, yeah, yeah, on twelve. So Trav Blackney had twelve points. He had five rebounds, a couple of steals. South Lopez twelve points, uh, five rebounds, a steal. I reckon he probably had a couple of assists in there as well. Uh, and Lucas Thomas with twelve points and four rebounds. So. I like Jared Marshall's game, eight points, four rebounds. He's done a really good job um, of sort of drafting. Like, obviously, when he when he did, made his trades at the start of the season, you know, those question marks, will he be able to get enough output from those players that he picks lower? And he's done a good job of it. He's found some, uh, he's found some real value there. Nailed it. He nailed it. Absolutely. And it's kind of annoying too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, for the Bears, we had Craig McGrath with 10 points. Carfy, um, three-pointer too. What the fuck? Good um, good outing, like, for, you know, showing his value in that trade as well. Um, counterpart in that trade, Jimmy McGrath, six points, uh, seven rebounds and three assists. Um, but the real star of the show on the night was Scotty West with uh, Scotty West. 19 points, seven rebounds. He had himself a cracking game. Scott West um, played football for the Western Bulldogs. <laughs> and never the Brownlow medal. He should have. Scott oh. West. Fun <laughs> fact for you there. No, it was the man, mate. 19 points. He had seven rebounds, uh, a couple of steals in there as well. So good to see Westy's shot drop. Uh, yeah. Six from 17 from the arc. So he's had his looks and uh, he's done a bit of damage with them. Yeah, good to see him sort of drop a few. And uh, hopefully that continues for the rest of the season for those boys. Uh, Jay Rich, 4.7 boards. James Mittemar with five rebounds, uh, yet to get on the scoreboard in that game. Uh, Greg Wise, eight points, four boards. And Dill Henry with four points and a couple of rebounds. So uh, if you look at the, the stat sheet, it's really the heavy lifting done by Steve West uh, and and Carfee and, uh, and, you know, with a bit of backup by a couple other boys. But... Um, yeah, I think if you're the Bears, that's that's a solid win. Um, you know, you've taken down probably, in my opinion, one of the, the better teams in this competition. Absolutely, absolutely. Greg, you'll be wrapped his pinch one there. Um, I'm waiting for a game for sort of the Greggy of a season or two ago to really yeah, yeah. you know, a cheeky little, you know, 20 points, rebound, double, double rebounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 38 re- attempts at a reverse layup, like, <laughs> he, he doesn't seem to be yourself. I haven't watched a lot of his games. I don't know. He's not taking a lot of looks either. He's only had seven looks in this one. So, yeah. Hopefully, we see the old Greggy Wise uh, come back sometime soon. Hopefully, not against the Dragons. But um, <laughs> no, a good win. They've pinched one here. They've definitely pinched one. And um, yeah, Mike, I don't think would think too much about it. They've uh, they've gone down by one. You obviously have a lot of chances to win a game when you only lose by by one point. So. He's had a, a pretty good outing there as a GM and as his team. They wouldn't, um, I guess, sit back and go, geez, what have we done here? They'll, they'll move on to next week, which is uh, against us, actually. So we'll see how that goes. You know, we were having a bit of a conversation earlier this week, actually, and and saying how, you know, I, our team personally has had so many close games but could very easily be on the wrong side of those each time and, and have a losing record. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, There's not many blowouts in our comp. You know, you get the odd, maybe a game or two a week that are sort of decided by, you know, more than double digits. So um, we said it before early in the podcast, any team in our comp can beat any other team in any day. 
Uh, it's never a foregone gone conclusion that a team's going to cop a whacking. So, yeah, I think it's it's a testament to how we do it. We we make sure the the league is even. I guess it's you never want a league where you've got teams getting whipped every week. So it's good. Well, that's a great segue. Uh, Lucas, because the last game was a whipping and it was <laughs> your team, the Drew and Dragons, whipping the Arena Bulls 62-39. to 39. Only the very best teams hand out whippings in this comp, mate, <laughs> and this is one of them. Uh, I watched the stream, so I think this was the only game I actually watched. Uh, we had a bit of uh, player turmoil. I obviously wasn't playing. Andy P, our first-round pick, did his uh, calf last week uh, so he's going to miss the next couple as well and we had harley lane pull out last minute so we got to fill in we got our old man river dan stowe uh to to give us a chop out and he did a fantastic job by the way stats aren't here but i reckon he would have had a handful of points and rebounds and, and just a few assists off as well so shout out to stowe he uh, he gave us a chop out and did a great job if you look at the the stats for for your boys though outside of stowe you had three guys in double figures. You know, Miles, yeah. he had 15 points, eight rebounds. Benji Coco, 26 points, five rebounds, eight from 24 from deep. Mate, like, he's been he's been threatening since the start of the season. Um, and I'll keep telling him, you know, you just got to keep shooting, mate, because if you're not shooting, you're no use to me. I didn't didn't draft you to be a distributor or an assist player. You're, you're there to shoot your shot. And this is his game. You know, I'm hoping it leads to bigger things in the season. But 26 points, five rebounds. Man had three steals as well. So he's had a defensive game too. Um, yeah. 24 looks from the arc. You know, it's a shitload. Obviously, in a game where you've only got the five players, he's probably not going to be rotating as much. And that's going to be a high shooting game. Uh, he's done a great job of it. He's done his damage, man. 26 points. Uh, like I said, five rebounds. I like Cal Shave's game as well um, for a team that's missing both of its big big players that sort of take up that real estate in the paint. He did the grunt work for us. So um, he didn't shoot overly well. He could have had a much bigger game. He was two from 14 from the field, but he still had a double-double with 10 and 15. 15 um, Yeah, a couple of steals as well. So the boys had a fantastic night. Obviously, the shots were dropping um, in a team that's got you know, a couple of really good volume shooters in, in Az and Benji. You know, they're going to have nights where they don't drop, and that is what it is. We get our other players and other playmakers around them to do their job on those nights, but they're also going to have nights where they light it up, and this was one of them. Yeah, just a, a freakish night. Even, you know, Brad Clough, four points, six rebounds. It's good. Yeah, just a solid night from those boys. For the Bulls, uh, we had three guys in double figures as well. So we had uh, Timmy Morgan with 10 points. Uh, six rebounds, I'm guessing a handful of assists there. Phil Schofield, 16 points, eight rebounds. Terrific effort from, from Phil. Uh, and Morgs, big Morgs with 11 points and 18 rebounds, shooting the ball five from nine. Uh, pretty good effort from him. But a lot of teams shooting you know, below 30% this week, it's, uh, on, especially on the Tuesday, I've noticed. And, and um, yeah, pretty... Pretty awful. Maybe we're all shit. I don't know. <laughs> it seems oh, to be trending <laughs> downwards. That's for sure. It's not a... I mean, in all honesty, obviously we're a domestic comp. You know, none of us are professional basketballers. So the shooting stats you would expect to be lower than normal. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, is it surprising for you to see competition stats below 30? I don't think it's surprising for me. It is for me. I think... 
a domestic comp like ours, we should be shooting 35, um, around that 35 mark. Uh, and I know that it's just been a it's been a weird sort of um, start to the season. You know, we've had a big break in the middle. Teams come back. This is only our second game back after Christmas. Um, so yeah, I think I would like to see shooting percentages in that sort of 35-ish. Uh, range, you know, you're shooting twos, you want to be shooting sort of 40, 50% there, and threes, yeah. threes, you want to be shooting sort of, yeah, between 30 and 40%, I think. But no, absolutely, I, I agree. This, this, it's funny listening to the guys and their excuses, too. Like, I, I, I love hearing the conspiracy theories the rings or the nets or the balls. <laughs> it's interesting. I, I know one of my boys, as Miles, has got a, a a distinct displeasure when he sees a certain ball used in our games, and I think they're probably the games you'll see him take the least amount of shots. Wouldn't be like Aaron Miles to complain, would it? No, no. Well, not to me, maybe to you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you hear the guys talk about the rings every now and then. You talk about we, we changed the nets this season, didn't we? Oh, the nets, are, the nets are so good. Yeah, I know. They're fantastic. So it can't be the nets. Maybe it's the backboards. Oh, maybe we need to go back to the, to the wood. <laughs> <laughs> go back to the wooden ones and then no excuses but um no nah, it's look it's i don't know I, I i think you're right i think you would want to see shooting numbers up a little bit maybe like i said maybe we're all just shit maybe we're it's, yeah potentially yeah we're just a little bit shit post christmas <laughs> just horrible at basketball <laughs> um back on this game i like like i said you, you touched on michael morgan i love his game 18 rebounds 11 points it's a big double double uh, my man Cole, every day, Cole Day has only had has had nine looks and not hit one of them. Zero um, percent shooting efficiency. Uh, he's had five rebounds. But you know, if he makes his next one, he's no worse than Tristan Blacker. So. Indeed, very. You know, what? you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong at all. Um, but yeah, no, look, a really good win for my boys. We probably needed to have. Um, at some point, either a big win like this or a couple of double-digit wins to make up for our loss to Starkey's Penguins last week, which is a similar margin to this. So, yeah, um, this helps with our season. It keeps us sort of above the the, the five hundred percent sort of ledger uh, and makes up a bit of difference in points. So it's a shame that we had to do it to a, a team full of nice guys like the Bulls, but stuff them. The dragon, <laughs> the dragons came to eat baby, and they were eating beef. Well, that, um, that pretty much brings us to the end of the Tuesday night coverage, but it is a bit of a segue into our uh, first season player of the week, and that is a player from the Bulls, and that was Phil Schofield with his 16-8 and eight, uh, cracking effort from him. And uh, just a little bit on Phil Schofield. We, we didn't know too much about him coming into the, the comp, but um, just a pleasure to have around, like a really, really nice guy to talk to and be around and, um, I think he's got a bit of a, a heavy netball background and, and you can really see he's got great touch around the basket and, and a really good work ethic too. Yeah, he's, I, I filled in for the Bulls when they were short a couple of weeks ago and he's he's quite unassuming, but he racks it up. Um, you know, he drags down rebounds. He's got, he's got a good grip on the ball. He, he does, he tidies up pretty well too. So a good outing for Phil, unfortunately in a loss, but um, he's put up some good numbers so far and I'm, I'm sure he's going to put up a couple more games like that before the season's done. Yeah, I mean, I think he's done he's done stuff similar to this, um, you know, most of this uh, this competition too. So um, I think the Bulls have, have got a gem there. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, 
before we wrap it up, we've got uh, we've got the games of of the week uh, for next week. Uh, they've been they've been released on social media. Um, uh, once again, thank you to to Mike and the guys uh, for getting that out at Be Inspired Digital Agency. But uh, the Monday night game of the week is going to be the Baronia Bloodhounds and the Clyde Kittens. Um, this game figures to be a good one. Do you have a Do you have a tip? Uh, I like the kittens. Um, I like the kittens, not by a lot. Uh, I like the Gormley brothers. I think they have a, a great dynamic there, um, a tough duo to beat. And I think he's got a pretty good spread there, Lugie, with uh, with himself and a few others. Um, the Bloodhounds. Uh, I just I'm not sure if they put enough points up. Yeah, I mean they're they're a long defensive team. You know they brought in Kurt Lazaro. Um, so let's hope he can sort of get up to, you know, sort of 15, 20 points. And, you know, I think I think that goes a long way to making the, the Baronia Bloodhounds get the dub in this game, which I, I think they're more than capable of doing. Yeah, I think they are. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm completely wrong with this tip. But, yeah, I'm going for the kittens, I reckon. Yep. The Tuesday night game of the week is your team, Lucas Plaza, the Dragons and the Vikings. Um, this... This could be a tough, 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 tough game. Mate, I'm a, yeah, absolutely. We were speaking about Mikey's Vikings before. They're put together really well. Um, he's got his two first rounders with Sav and Trav there. Um, that rhymes. That's a duo. Yeah, Sav and Trav. Sav and Trav duo. Um, so I think there's going to, Key is going to be stopping those two. Um, and limiting their scoring output. I think uh, we're going to be missing Andy again for at least one more week, so that's a shame. Um, so we're going to have to get a little bit more out of our shooters, hopefully a similar game to last week with As and Benji shooting the piss out of it from the three-point line. So, no, a very tough game, mate. I'm looking forward to a good battle there. Um, looking forward to wrestling with uh, Mikey in the paint a fair bit. He's their rebounding general. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's your tip for this one? Obviously, I'm tipping the dragon. Oh, I'm going with the Vikings, mate. Um, piece I've, of shit. I've frothed them since the start, so I can't back down now. Uh, we're yet to see Sav have a massive game. We're yet to see Trav have a massive game. We've seen really solid games from Luke Thomas. So I just um, I just think they've got a lot of guys that they can go to offensively, and they're really solid defensively. So, um, yeah, again, I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm tipping the Vikings in this one, I think. Well, I hope you are wrong. It should be a really good game. It's the last time slot, so hopefully a few of the boys stick around to have a look at this one. Uh, We'll do our best to put on a good show for for everyone that's still around. So see how we go. Well, mate, uh, that pretty much wraps up the podcast for this week. Um, Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it once again and um, looking forward to seeing you there for a lemonade or two on Tuesday. Absolutely, mate. I might uh, sneak a passiona or two out the front and maybe have one set aside for you. You beauty. Very good, mate. See you. Uh, see you tomorrow night. Uh, Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. See ya.